Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern Ned Reynolds, up until this point, I usually would say, yes, I'm the most insane person to try and come into work on a day like today. But there was another guy who would also be right here next to me, but it's too slick for Ned to get out. So through the power of the telephone, Ned and I are going to do this conversation today. How are you, sir? Well, there's one thing that I do not want to do, and that's lead the league and falling on your butt. Yeah. This morning. Yeah. Ned staying in, and that was because I made him. So don't think that he's he's he didn't want to try. I just made him stay at home. <laughs> Fire away, man. Fire away. Anyway, uh, Chiefs, Bills in Buffalo. It looks like the kingdom got the revenge they wanted. It was a really, really good football game. And in all honesty, Mike, it was probably, in my opinion, the best of the quarterfinal football games that were played. Next week will be the semifinals. And, yeah, the, the Chiefs really will be there. You know, I felt like right from the get-go that the Chiefs were, well, the superior team. Mahomes Mahomes only threw the ball 23 times. That is all. That, boy, that's most, most uncharacteristic for him. He did complete 17 of them, and the two of them were for touchdowns. Josh Allen threw the ball more yards than Patrick Mahomes did. He also ran the ball more times than Patrick Mahomes did. And when you take a look at the total numbers, here the Buffalo Bills outdistanced the Kansas City Chiefs. But it was the big play and Kansas City's defense. They limited, I, I was really proud of the way they limited Josh Allen. He completed 26 passes, but that was for under 200 yards, 189 to be specific. And uh, when they did run the ball, yeah, Buffalo did control the game on the ground, but you can't do that solely, and Kansas City was able to come up with a big play. Mike, I really do feel like a contributing factor in this game was the Buffalo injuries. They had key people out of their oh, yeah. defense. And you saw the defensive back take <laughs> Here's Kelsey, who is so wide open. It was ridiculous for one of the touchdowns. But I think that came back to haunt Buffalo and, uh, in fact, resulted in their loss. I'm interested to see what the Baltimore Ravens have for Kansas City. Um, you know, it, uh, it's, it's like I've said for years, this game is a game of attrition. And whoever's standing the tallest and proudest, the healthiest at the end, is usually the victor. The one thing that kind of perplexed me, and I, I, everything you said, I agree with 110%. It was a, it was a great all-team win for the Chiefs. Not a whole lot of special teams because they weren't on the field, which, which was awesome. That's the kind of game you want to win. But... The thing that kind of blew my mind was towards the end, Buffalo's run game was great. I mean, they were able – and I, that was something I kept calling from the get-go. It's going to be short games. It's going to be check downs. It's going to be four or five yards at a time. That's how they're going to try and win, and that's exactly what they stuck to until the final two or three minutes when Sean McDermott decides, no, nope, it's Josh Allen's turn. You're going to throw the ball, baby. And that's what put their kicker in a really hard position – Losing, missing that field goal, we win the game. Mike, I couldn't possibly agree with you anymore. When he changed up, when McDermott changed up on that and did go to the aerial game, I thought, what, what are you, hey, what are you doing? You're controlling the game on the ground. You could get that ball. Now, having said all that, Kansas City's linebackers really came to the fore when they did try something on the ground, and, and that helped to limit what Buffalo could do. Still, the poor kid, and, and I feel a little bit sorry for him. That was not an easy field goal attempt that he had. But, you know, wide right. <laughs> Is there poetic justice there? Wide right to miss it again. 
but the difference is Mahomes and Allen and their attack in the game. Really felt like at the very start that if the Chiefs could shut down Buffalo's running game, that the Kansas City Ball Club would win. Well, they did not shut down the running game. Buffalo was able to amass heck, any numbers of yards on the ground, and yet Kansas City still won it because they came up with the big plays and they had the mental attitude to get it done. And that's exactly what you need when you head to Baltimore next Sunday. 2 p.m. is the first conference championship game will be played on Sunday in Baltimore against the team that's going to do exactly what the Buffalo Bills did. Keep it on the ground, short gain. Lamar doesn't have a big bomb in arms, so he's not going to try and bomb it down the field. It's going to be short, check down passes, and it's going to be the exact same script the Buffalo Bills tried to play against the Chiefs. And that makes me feel good because they were able to pull it out against a very, very tough team last night. The one difference The one difference in Sunday's game coming up is that Baltimore probably will be a little bit more healthy than Buffalo was. And the Ravens, when they they play defense, they can be awfully tough. And when they run, they've got that Gus Edwards back there who is really, really tough. this, This matches up as a very good football game. I agree 110%. As you can tell, my voice is slightly gone because of all the screaming. I apologize. No, I don't apologize, Buffalo Bills fans that were at Coyotes last night. It is the way it goes, and we're headed to the AFC Championship game. Probably the most hated team in the country right now, and I love it. But uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills game wasn't the only one played this weekend. Uh, we had a pretty damn good game in the NFC between the Buccaneers and Lions right before that one. What did you think about that game? I thought the Buccaneers had a great chance to win it. And uh, uh, Back to your uh, previous point, wouldn't that make a great movie? Frozen? (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't act like you've not watched that and you don't know the songs by heart, Ned. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Tampa Bay and Detroit. Uh, Detroit will play San Francisco. Detroit gets the win. Then Detroit has a very good football team. The Chiefs know that. Heck, they opened the season with them, and Detroit won. Of course, that was then. This is now. Still, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers really put on a good show. Baker Mayfield, a nice job of quarterbacking that team. They have a very good component parts about them and really put on a big surprise. Had a chance to win it or at least get back into the contest in the final minute, and Mayfield throws a pick. Still, I think at Detroit-San Francisco game, I really have to give the nod to the 49ers in this one next week. But wouldn't that uh, wouldn't that be uh, appropriate here to have San Francisco against uh, Kansas City for another Super Bowl? You never can tell, folks, what might happen. I don't want San Francisco. I want Detroit, and I want revenge from that first regular <laughs> season game. I'm I'm all for them having helping out their city until they're facing across the aisle from us, and then it's a whole another ball game. And I want them. I don't really care about the 49ers. We've already given it to them. I'd rather give it to the Lions again. They deserve every bit of it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So, college basketball, how do our local teams do? Well, the Bears, I honestly, Mike, I do not know what's happened to this team. They are not playing very well. They lose to an Illinois State team that was under 500, a team the Bears should have beaten. Bears could have beaten. And in the latter part of the second half, I don't know what happened to Missouri State, but they lost their concentration, couldn't shoot. They only shot 34% from the field, and that is not adequate at all. 
didn't play badly otherwise, but Illinois State's not in their ballpark. And yet the Redbirds won it by a score of 69-60 to over the Bears, who get the number one team in the Valley Wednesday night here in town. The Drake Bulldogs come in here, and they are very, very good. Lady Bears won both their games, walloped Evansville on Friday night. Not a surprise, Evansville is not very good at all. And beat a fair Indiana State team yesterday over at the um, a great Southern Bank Arena. Okay, so you get a couple wins for the Lady Bears. The Drury teams were on the road at Kirksville, played Truman State. The ladies won big over at Truman State. By, uh, big, we're talking relative terms, by 10 or 11 points, somewhere around there. Good, good, solid contest. The guys didn't fare very well. They faltered down the stretch, and Truman State won that game. So Drury's teams split. And up at Missouri... Missouri, the Tigers are having the same problems the Bears are. They are not getting the wins the way everybody thought they were going to. Florida came north into Columbia, Missouri, and beat the Missouri Tigers, and beat them by double digits. And that just is not the way Coach Gates had this Missouri team formulated for the uh, the start of the year. But we'll see. Maybe things down the stretch will work out, and when tournament time comes around, it'll all change. We hope that's the case. That's the hope, and that's the dream, and you know what's funny is yesterday, even though we were all celebrating for the Chiefs headed back to another AFC Championship game, there was something else that happened in the pro sports world that was kind of an anomaly, wasn't it? This has not happened in 33 years. Pro Golf, of course, the uh, tournament is the American Express Tournament out at La Quinta, California, and many of the big names were in that competition. This is this is this is the start of the American uh, portion by American. I'm talking about the lower 48 tour of the PGA. They start in La Quinta, they go to La Jolla, California next week. Bottom line is this: most of the big names were there, and who won it? Nick Dunlap. Wait a minute, who? Nick Dunlap is an amateur. He is the first amateur to win a pro tournament in 33 years. He's an amateur. What happens to the prize money? I'll tell you what happens to it. He doesn't get it. That's what happens to it. I guess it goes back into the PGA fund somewhere, but he's an amateur sophomore at Alabama, 20 years old. He is not an unknown, surprisingly enough, because Nick Dunlap is the reigning U.S. amateur champion. He won that last summer. But now he tried the pro event as an amateur and wins the doggone thing with 29 under par. How rare is this? Not the score, but the fact that an amateur wins a pro event. Big deal. A very big deal. Huge deal. And before you start feeling bad for the kid about not getting any of the money, he's going to get in another way. So I wouldn't worry about it. And he's going to get plenty <laughs> of it down the road. 20 years old winning a pro tournament like that. He's going to be just fine. Ned, you stay inside. Stay warm. Go back to watching whatever it is you watch on TV when there's no sports on. And I'll uh, hold down the fort here. I'll see you manana. <laughs> Don't ask, man. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs>